0: Hey, it's Dr. Fiona Lovely here of Not Your Mother's Menopause Podcast, Making Hormones Make Sense. I hope everyone's had a great week. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but we're having another cold and snowy day up here in uh, Western Canada, and... (laughs) I'm just about ready to travel to Hawaii. So um, any of you listening out there that uh, uh, can recommend a great place to stay, Maui, I think, is the place to go, I hear. Um, let let me know. Send me a message through the website, drlovely.expert. Um, speaking of the website, uh, just recently had a redesign done. So if you haven't popped over there to have a look-see, please do. Again, it's drlovely.expert. So uh, today I thought I would talk about um, something that I discuss very often in my office that I have touched on a few times in a few different podcasts with you, but I thought I would dedicate a more well-rounded podcast to the topic of your gut-brain health and the human microbiome. And of course, the microbiome refers to uh, the bugs that live inside us, the bacteria, although there is some research now on the virus, uh, viruses that actually live in us and on us as well. Uh, but today, for what we're going to be discussing, we'll be talking about the bacteria that live in us and on us. So they live in our gut, um, 5 to 10 pounds worth in our gut. They can also be on our skin, in our nostrils, uh, part of the urogenital system. They're in our lungs. Uh, but you and I today are really going to focus on the importance of the gut bugs in particular. So all of the bugs in and on us make up 100 trillion cells, 100 trillion that's like astronomical numbers. And actually, they outnumber us by a factor of 10. So our own cells are way less a number than the number of bugs that we have. So I remember the first time I heard that. I was sort of uh, put me on my knees, really, because I thought, my goodness, everything we thought we knew about our genetic expression, etc., is so deeply influenced by the microbiome that it changes the way we look at human physiology and some, to some degree anatomy as well, but mostly physiology, and of course that, that is the expression of our physical being. So um, essentially 99% of our genetic material in our bodies does not belong to us. It belongs to our bugs. Holy cow. Crazy, right? Because remember, they're going to respond. So if you caught the podcast from a couple weeks back, they're going to respond to the same things that your own body responds to, those thoughts, those beliefs. So I'm going to teach you how to cultivate um, those the garden of our bugs, if you will, today, and I'm sure in ongoing podcasts. So the bugs in us and on us, the microbiome uh, control in part the immune system, our digestion. They make neurochemicals for us, and it turns out that the brain and gut um, communicate very much Um really making for not only brain health but gut health and the two of them together making overall health. So the bugs, to a great extent, are how we look, how we feel, and how healthy we are. We are essentially regulated by the bugs. So, um, it sounds like science fiction, but (laughs) it really isn't. And and the last 10 years have taught us an incredible deal about how um, these bugs affect our uh, physical selves, essentially. Actually, it turns on our mental self, too, which then we could probably add spirit in there. Anyways, so basically, our own internal garden. So, next thing you need to know is our brain health depends on the microbiome health i 'll say that again, our brain health depends on microbiome health, and that happens via the the gut lining, the lining of the gut so there are There is a cell layer that um, lines the gut that can actually become leaky or have gaps in it when we are under stress. Isn't it funny how we always come back to stress? I know, and I know that too, and I'm still working on mastering that. So uh, (laughs) I wish you all luck with that too as I'm on my own journey with that. But anyways, so when you hear about increased intestinal permeability or leaky gut, um, know that the greatest factor in that is stress. So when the gut is leaky... What happens is two things, essentially. One is that there becomes an imbalance of the immune system. And, in fact, uh, a switch can be thrown which triggers autoimmunity in the body, which is essentially the body attacking its own tissue thinking it's foreign. Uh, Most common autoimmune uh, disorders would be things like MS, MS, Um, Some even say diabetes can be autoimmune. Uh, Thyroid, Hashimoto's thyroiditis in particular. Um, There's a number of things that uh, we call rheumatoid arthritis is another autoimmune disorder. So there are many, many things that we're seeing more and more of that are connected to the imbalance of the immune system, uh, causing the body attacking its own tissue. And um, again, stress... Leaky gut connected. The next thing that can happen if the gut is leaky, and of course that would mean that food particles, specifically proteins, are leaking from our food that's in the process of being digested out into the body and then into the bloodstream. That's not where they're supposed to be. So the body has to do something about it, and this is one of two things that are going to happen. Either immune system imbalance or inflammation is going to result. Now, if you think about all the chronic lifestyle diseases that we talk about, again, diabetes and um, heart disease and even cancer, um, you're increasing the incidence of those things as well as the mortality that goes with it. The other thing that happen is, happens is that when there's increase in inflammation or a trigger for inflammation in the body, the blood-brain barrier becomes leaky, and its job is to protect us from toxins, uh, protect our brain from toxins, which is very sensitive to it. But when the blood-brain barrier becomes leaky, now you're really starting to trigger neurodegenerative uh, issues, which, of course, one of the first thing that shows up in neurodegeneration is brain fog, so there is a whole podcast on brain fog. So if you want to learn more, go head over there and have a have a boo. Okay. So the next thing is I I say what can I ask you? What can be done to improve the factors the a uh, microbiome factors of health? So how can we make these bugs super healthy and super happy so that we can be the same? So number 1 is get good bugs. So first of all, Um, You need to inoculate your gut. And the best way to do that, a couple of things. So um, a high-quality probiotic, which is um, a a capsule that you would take that has a powder in it, or it's just a powder itself you can take, um, starts to get those good bugs in the system. I think that's super, super important. Yes, yogurt has probiotics in it. Thanks to a great marketing campaign of one particular yogurt company. But kids, that's not enough. You have to inoculate more than that. Um, Things like yogurt can be helpful in terms of... um, if you don't have a dairy problem, which so many people do, so I try to stay away from the dairy options. But regardless, if you eat yogurt and you're not feeling like you're reacting to it or you've been shown not to react to dairy, then uh, the um, uh, yogurt can actually help those bugs in uh, be healthy, if you will. Okay, so next place you get the, the bugs from is fermented foods. Sauerkraut, kimchi, pickles, uh uh, kefir, um, these things um, are now. Just a minute now. So it's keef, uh, kefir, lime leaves, and kefir dairy. It's kefir. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyways, sorry, I have to giggle at myself. Kefir is the really thick. Um, a uh, milk product, dairy product that um, has the naturally occurring bugs in it too, like I just spoke about yogurt. So um, those things uh, are really good for you. They help inoculate the gut with the good stuff. Eat them regularly, okay, especially if you make them yourself, and they're very easy to make yourself. You just have to sort of do it the first time. Also, I like um, to have a kombucha drink too several times a week. Um, you may wish to do that as well. I think that It's really tasty. It's kind of a new thing for me, which is just crazy, I know, for those of you that are health nuts. Um, But I I quite enjoy it. I'm surprised. Okay, so next thing is feed them the good stuff. So sources of inulin fiber, jicama, chicory root, Um, a little more difficult, whereas things like garlic, onions, and leeks, you can put in pretty much anything you're cooking, and it's good stuff. It turns out that the gut bugs really like leeks. Isn't that crazy? Anyways, um... Here's a little tip. The organic leeks in our area anyways have way more of the white part, which is the part that's edible, and way less green. Whereas if you're not buying organic, which you should be, um, you have a lot more waste. That's something my husband and I have found to be very true in our area. I'm not sure if it's the same in other areas, but just a little tip for when you're shopping. So eat those things. Now here's the next part. It's going to sound a little bit cuckoo, but just stick with me. You have to think good thoughts in order for your bugs um, to be healthy. So first of all, if you're disgusted by the idea of having a bunch of bugs in in you, get over it because they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And your ability to think good things about them is a huge part of cultivating that internal garden for health. Right. So in the same way you are learning with me to say kind and loving things about yourself, which makes it easier to say kind and loving things about other people. um, You must do the same thing for your gut bugs. Feed them good food, inoculate them uh, regularly. And what that uh, what that means is. It turns out that the bugs don't stay in us. They don't colonize us. So they're constantly passing in and out uh, of our system. So it used to be I would recommend to patients um, that you take a... A bottle of probiotics twice a year um, until it's done, and then you don't have to do it in between um, or after you've uh, been ill or had antibiotic therapy. Um, But it turns out now that the research is showing they do not inoculate us, so you do have to continually be putting the good bugs in. Probiotics, fermented foods... Uh, etc. So think good thoughts about your bugs, your gut bugs. It turns out that stimulates good behavior in them and and makes them happy. And keep in mind, that's 99% of your genetic material. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I wish you could see my desk right now. I literally have books stacked around me. So I was confirming some data and details on this podcast for you. I'm sure there's Virgo in my sign somewhere, even though I'm a Leo, but (laughs) i got to look shit up, let's just say. Uh, Anyway, so that's what you can do to improve the factors of health that are a result of the human microbiome. So a few other tips for you. Number one, your health is your greatest asset, or your diet, excuse me, is your greatest asset in health. Your diet is your greatest asset in health. It is the thing that you can do Uh, best to control how your health unfolds. So I love that because we are in control of that. So, healthy fats and proteins increase those. Eat fruits and vegetables every day, protein at each feeding. I don't call it meals so much anymore because that uh, intimates a sort of three times a day large meals where I like the smaller snacks better uh, for myself and for blood sugar. Uh, also, two to three liters of clean water every day, not coffee, not beer. Not wine. You can still have those things if you want, but you have to have twice as much um, of those things in order to counteract the diuretic effect of of those particular uh, beverages. So... Eat your bug-healthy foods, which I spoke about a few moments ago. Number two is movement. Studies have shown that active women have healthier gut bugs. Go figure. So our bugs like to be exercised. (laughs) There's all kinds of visuals that just pop into my head when I say that. Anyway, so just make sure you're doing some form of pleasurable movement several times a week. And um, that turns out to be super helpful for your microbiome. And finally, cognitive stimulation. So... Turns out our brains like novelty. I'm going to guess that that means our bugs probably like the same thing. Anything that our brain likes turns out our bugs like too. Um, so things that are new and novel, uh, do them frequently. And not only are you stim- stimulating new neuronal growth for your brain, but you're learning new things and it turns out your gut bugs like it too. So, in a nutshell, today, Do what uh, to borrow from Dr. Northrup practice the causes of health. And the causes of health are perform rituals of pleasure. Refer to earlier podcasts on self care for more details about that. And number two, be mindful of how you eat and lots of little nuggets I've shared with you along the way for that. So remember finally that your beliefs are more potent than your genes. So even though I've talked about a lot about the genetic material of the bugs of the human microbiome. Again, the way you think about yourself, the way you believe, it, the way the way you believe your worth in the world actually turns out to reflect on our gut bugs too. So have good, healthy thoughts and uh, know that you're going a really long way to having overall health. Super important. There's so much more I can share about this topic. It turns out these gut bugs have a huge effect on our hormone um, picture as well, as well as our uh, mental health. Do you know there's actually bugs that can be isolated that if they are present... A person has solid mental health versus if they're not present, they can be prone to anxiety and depression. Specific bugs. Fascinating, hey? I just think that's so interesting. Anyways, for all of you right now going, did she just say, hey, she's a Canadian, right? <laughs> I love and adore you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Hope you got something great out of it. And uh, please visit our Facebook page, Not Your Mother's Menopause podcast page on Facebook, and uh, drop by the website. Let me know what you think. DrLovely.expert. Until next time. The views and nutritional advice expressed by Dr. Fiona Lovely are not intended to be a substitute for conventional medical service. If you have or suspect that you have a medical problem, promptly contact your health care provider. No information offered here should be interpreted as a diagnosis of any disease, nor an attempt to treat or prevent or cure any disease or condition. As with any new advice or program, you should always contact your healthcare provider prior to starting anything new. Thank you.